Caleb Giddings from Firearms Industry News, and you're watching and listening to the news for the week ending May the 29th, 2020. And I just have to say, geez, what a freaking week it has been, guys. Minneapolis is on fire. The president's declared war on Twitter. The coronavirus is like still a thing that we all seem to have briefly forgotten about until, you know, all of this mess dies down. And I just... It's pretty crazy. But we're going to start with two pieces of good news. And the good news, number one, is I am getting back out on the road. As the coronavirus wanes, it's time to me to start traveling again. I've got some work trips coming up. And in even better news, the DOD's travel ban will finally be up at the end of June so I can get back to doing the job I really love, working as a combat arms instructor for the Air Force, which on a sad side note means I'm going to have to cut all of this beautiful hair off of my head. Now, in some product news, we do have some new merch that just dropped last night. I was going to save this for June, but I figured, screw it, let's drop it right away. It's the new Internet Operator t-shirt and die-cut sticker, so the sticker's actually in the shape. It'll be in the link in the first comment. Also, through the end of today, if you use the code RATFINK, R-A-T-F-I-N-K, RATFINK, in my merch store, you get 10% off any products you purchase, including this small arms dealer T-Rex silhouette shirt. All right, so that's it for internal news, other than, of course, if you like the show, if you like what you're listening to or watching, make sure you subscribe on, follow us on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, uh, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or Google or TuneIn, and I think that's all of the podcast apps. All right, so now on to the actual news. And the first piece of interesting news is that STI, who has long been known as one of the best makers of competition pistols, has fully rebranded themselves and basically stopped making race guns. So for the longest time, if you wanted a competition-ready pistol, uh, whether it was an open gun or a limited gun, you went to STI. Now, starting last year, actually, STI started selling their new gun, the Staccato. And they have the Staccato across a range of sizes. They've got the P and the C and a whole bunch of other things. And they were heavily marketing this gun for the law enforcement concealed carry tactical market. As a matter of fact, I had one of their brand ambassadors, uh, my friend Greybeard Actual, was actually on this show uh, a month or so ago talking about the STI and what it does and that sort of stuff. And another one of my friends, Hilton Yam from 108 Performance, has got one of the new Staccatos and he's running it and he really likes it. And it seems to be a great gun. As a matter of fact, it's been approved for duty use for LAPD and the U.S. Marshal Service. So in line with their rebranding, STI has ditched the name STI. If you search for STI guns, the website that pops up is Staccato 2011. And that seems to be the brand they're going with. They've rebranded their Instagram, they've rebranded their website, they've rebranded their Facebook. So STI as a brand appears to be dead for the time being and has completely changed over to Staccato 2011. Now, whether or not that's because they just wanted to sell this new gun and wanted to distance themselves from the old kind of STI competition brand or whether there was some other issue, I don't know at this time. But it does appear 
that they are attempting to create sort of a new brand recognition. Because it is true, when you think STI, you definitely think competition pistols or sexually transmitted infection, I guess, if you're in a different line of work than this one. But at least in the firearms industry, when you think STI, you think competition pistols for sure. And by rebranding to Staccato 2011, they're able to push the new tactical law enforcement kind of brand that they appear to want to push. And if I'm going to be honest, there's probably more money in tactical and law enforcement and concealed carry than there is in competition guns. All right, moving on, Sig Sauer has added the ability to buy now uh, on their website. So if you go to the Sig Sauer website, you can browse guns, and now you can buy them directly from the website. And this is actually a really great function. For the longest time, you couldn't do this. Industry uh, companies' websites, industry manufacturers' websites basically served as great big marketing tools, right? You could go there, you could look up the gun, you could look up the specs, but then you had to go somewhere else to buy it. You had to go to an online retailer like Grab-A-Gun or Guns.com or Bud's Gun Shop or something like that to actually buy your gun. Or you could go to a brick-and-mortar retailer like you know people used to do. Now, what Sig Sauer has done and what a couple other brands have done is they're using a company called Gearfire, who I've worked with in the past, to actually sell guns on their website. So you're not buying the gun directly from Sig Sauer. You're actually buying it from Gearfire, who is selling it on behalf of Sig Sauer. And you still have to follow the whole process of getting it shipped to an FFL, going to that FFL to do your NICS check, and then picking up your gun. But... This is a step in the right direction. Our industry obviously has what we call a two-tier distribution model where manufacturers sell to distributors who sell to retailers who sell to us. And that's it's either two-tier or three-tier. I'd have to look at uh, the... I'd have to look at the website that actually describes it. But regardless, there's basically... There's barriers in between you and the manufacturer to getting your gun. And what those barriers do is make your guns cost more because the distributors got to make their money and the retailers got to make their money. So everybody's putting a little bit of markup on it as the gun comes down the line from the manufacturer. I think manufacturer selling sort of direct through companies like Gearfire is a step in the right direction. And it gets us closer to sort of eliminating some of the artificially inflated firearms prices that we've been dealing with for the past hundred bazillion years. All right, and speaking of brands changing their name, the American Outdoor Brands Corporation. So if you remember a while, a long time ago, Smith & Wesson changed their name to American Outdoor Brands Corporation, right? So they were still Smith & Wesson, but the Smith & Wesson Holding Group was the company that owned Smith & Wesson, the actual production side. They owned Crimson Trace, Thompson Center, and a uh, a bunch of other smaller bits and pieces here, right? So they changed their name to American Outdoor Brands, okay? And now American Outdoor Brands is sort of changing its name back to Smith & Wesson, but also sort of not. What they're doing is they're spitting off the all of the gun stuff, all right? So all of the firearms manufacturing, all of like, uh, it's going to be Smith & Wesson, M&P, Thompson Center, and Gemtech are the brands that are going to get spun off under a new name. 
but it's not a new name, it's an old name, and that name is Smith & Wesson. So what you're going to end up having is two publicly traded companies. You're going to have American Outdoors brands who will be the publicly traded face for all of the outdoor stuff, so like the accessories and basically the stuff that you don't need a background check to buy, right? And then Smith & Wesson will be the, uh, I believe they're going to name the new company, do, 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 da, 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 what are they going to name it? It says right here in the press release. Anyway, Smith & Wesson is going to be the, uh, brand uh, corporation that holds all of the firearms brands. So that's going to be, like I said, Smith & Wesson, M&P, Thompson Center Arms, and Gemtech will all be under the Smith & Wesson brand. And then over on the American Outdoor brands, you're going to have Caldwell, Crimson Trace, Wheeler, Tipton, Frankfurt Arsenal, Lockdown, Bog, I don't even know what that is, uh, Smith & Wesson Accessories, uh, Performance Center Accessories, Strade. Oh, I didn't know they bought Strade. Cool. Anyway, Basically, all of the stuff you don't need a uh, background check for will be under American Outdoor Brands, and Smith & Wesson and background check stuff will be under Smith & Wesson Brands, Inc., is what it's going to be called. And that about does it for the news. And before we go, I'm going to editorialize for a brief minute about free speech and about the Second Amendment and how they are linked. And one of the opinions that I've always had, and for those of you that have been listening to me or following me for a long time, you may remember this, but several years ago, this uh, woman in like Alabama or Arkansas or somewhere who owns a gun store said that she wasn't going to allow Muslims into her store. And I said, that's messed up because that is messed up because I don't care what your race or religion or gender or political background is. If you are a law-abiding American citizen, you have the right to own a gun. And I've always held that gun stores occupy a really interesting place in the political and retail spectrum because it's a retailer it's a private business who i believe has the right to refuse service to people but it's a private business that also in many ways controls access to a constitutional right and that's unusual and yes there are avenues to legally obtain firearms without going to a gun store however let me tell you those are difficult especially for somebody who doesn't know how to do it safely and legally most people get their guns from retailers law-abiding people obviously get their guns from retailers and so while even when i managed a gun store i turned people away for all kinds of things being high lying on their 4473s uh trying to do straw purchases the only things i ever turned people away for were things that are illegal like it's not legal to buy a gun when you're high it's not legal to do a straw purchase and it's not legal to lie on a 4473 i would never turn somebody away because I didn't like the cut of their jib, because they were a different race from me or a different religion from me or had a different political background from me. And the reason I bring this up and the reason why this is important is because I don't think gun stores are alone in that place where they largely control access to a civil right anymore. We've reached a point where large social media companies also in many ways control access to speech. And I want to leave you with this question. 
if a company controls access to a civil right, is it ethical for them to deny people access to that because of what they say or how they act or what they believe? I'm Caleb Giddings. Thanks for watching.